0: Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels and I am here with Todd Allen Kudebeck, author of, what are we going to call this? The Magic Wizardry of something.
1: Life Mastery Keys. How's that for now? The Magic
0: Keys. Yes, The Magic Keys. And today is Thursday, August the 6th. And uh, today, our conversation, we've already gone over um, a few little changes on Chapter 3 about intention, and so today's conversation will be about dedication and commitment. Sound good?
1: Let's go for it.
0: Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. So, dedication and commitment to what, Todd?
1: Uh, your own true self in honoring yourself. Um, dedication and commitment to personal growth. Are you there? Yep.
0: Hello? Okay. Did I lose yeah. you? Yeah, no, I'm there. I just, I heard silence for a while. So, um, So dedication and commitment to your personal growth. Right, you know, I was an remember,
1: exploration of life. I think, yeah. Go ahead
0: for the exploration of life. Yeah, you know, I remember when I first met my husband. I started taking him to a uh, religious science church, and he had been to religious science a number of years ago. But he went to a church somewhere like around L.A., and there was like some scandal with the minister, or whatever, and he got discouraged and stopped. Well, <laughs> when I told him. You know, I was part of a religious science church. He thought that was cool and he wanted to go, you know. And so anyway, he went and there was like this piece of him where there there were two religious science churches that were within like 15 minutes of each other on the freeway, you know. And there was this part of him where he wanted to try to squeeze in two services, you know, one at one church and one at the other. It was like he was trying to like push it, you know. And we mentioned that in the chapter on intention. There's kind of a tendency when you're new at this. you kind of want to push it, right. you know so that's what we're talking about. The dedication and commitment is to being on your personal path and your personal growth and your spiritual and emotional growth um But what does it mean to be dedicated to that?
1: Well, I what does think that looks like. Well, and we can use this for an example. So I'm sitting down writing this book, and I've dedicated every Thursday night at 6 p.m. <laughs> right?
0: Talking to this crazy woman. <laughs> well, we can't
1: really say that, but...
0: I know. <laughs> uh, but that's,
1: that's, that's regimentation. So I've I've programmed myself to dedicate... A, a part of my life to accomplishing this task and and it it would take a hurricane to pull me away from that see mm-hmm. that's that's the regimentation when you're working with goals or you know um thoughts and ideas of of a business you know you really have to find it in your in in inside you to be regimented about it
0: In a way, you're kind of talking about discipline and organization, you know? Exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What would you say to the people who say, well, being dedicated and committed means just being open to whatever shows up when it might happen to show up?
1: Say that again now?
0: oh, this is the wooey-wooey crowd. <laughs> but what would you say to those people who say dedication means being open to whatever shows up when it shows up?
1: Right. That would be open, but I don't know. that. It... So if you were dedicated to that thought, unless you were very, very enlightened... You would be chasing squirrels all the time, right? Did I get it right? Did I misunderstand? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, squirrels, squirrels.
1: Right, or shiny things,
0: or shiny baubles.
1: So, if you were dedicated to being open to the next, <clears throat> but that's kind of a tricky, tricky situation. So, I, I, I think there is, there is a, a um. An openness about being open to the next indicated thing or exploring that. But if you were if you were dedicated if you were dedicated to follow everything that popped up, I mean, you would be chasing squirrels. So, but maybe we're getting off track here a little bit. Or,
0: well, the only reason I brought it up is because in the chapter on intention. You know, you mentioned how you kind of can't, like, push it faster than it's meant to be pushed. Right. You know, so I'm kind of looking for the balance between not pushing it and being, you know, regimented and disciplined and organized.
1: Well, staying true to your dream then. Okay. And, and, And staying true to your vision... And we've already talked a little bit about that, but asking yourself, is this it? Is this not it? Right. And how your knower will know.
0: Right. Okay. Good. Good. Talk about being and staying on the path.
1: I I think, yeah, we we just covered that. So, you know, you're, you're very focused, and your your intention is to create this business. And it's very easy for somebody to come along and say, "Hey, we'll check this out." You know, and then you have to ask yourself, "Well, is this it, or is this not it, or does this enliven me? Is this is this part of the dream?" I think you, you spoke to this eloquently in the last chapter with just the distractions and and people, you know, posing their business ideas and...
0: Um... So, so those are the questions to ask. And, you know, I talked about the, uh, you know, the conversation with Robert Allen, though I didn't use his name in there. Right, right. Um, you know, those are the questions. What do you think is the mindset um a person needs to have to be and stay on the path.
1: Um, trust, trust in, in in um spirit, trust in the source in supplying you that which is going to be true. Um focus. Um, I'm just trying to think of some examples.
0: Yeah, if you could think of an example from your life or a friend's life where it really took kind of an extra effort to be and stay on the path.
1: See, I or, treat when I'm when I'm on course or when I'm really guided to accomplish something, everything that happens is is. It's a sense of urgency, right? So I'll get an email, and I don't, I don't, pawn, you know, if if that's some, if if the information in that email really excites me and it really has to do with what it is that I'm in the middle of or focused on, I address it immediately. I don't save it for you know a day or two later or. So everything that comes into my awareness that is part of my focus, part of my dream, part of my intention, it 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 gets it it it's urgent. And and I address it immediately. And that's a good trait for somebody that's very aware in in making immediate decisions, and deciding immediately where to go because it is a chain of events that needs to occur. And and when you are decisive and move forward quickly, that's a good sign of a successful person.
0: Right. Do you think that people who are millennials need a little extra help or extra something? To be and stay on the
1: path. I do. I think that they ponder too much. They 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 ponder what will. There's too much pondering on what will this person think, or what will that person think, or how will I be viewed if this happens, or or if I send this email out, that person's going to think I'm whining, or um. There there's there's almost over caution on action. Okay. Because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. or
0: um, Right, right. Well, okay, so they don't want to look stupid. Where do you think that springs from, that, you know, all these pon- all this pondering and mulling and questions and all that? I-, I-, I have some thoughts about where I think it comes from, but um, I wonder if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think we're in an information age, and I think that, you know, answers are nothing but a couple of, he strokes away um, and every you know everybody has their different ideas about how things should be done, so maybe maybe over over being overly corrected in in this day and age as they're being raised and and over people overly critical about things that they do. And, and that fear that has then balled up inside them about decision-making.
0: I definitely think there's a thing about the kids in that generation being overprotected. You know, like when you and I went out and rode our bikes yeah. when we were kids, right. you know, we didn't wear helmets and knee pads and elbow pads. And We you were know, gone
1: for hours.
0: We, we were just out there, Miles free, with the wind in, the in your hair, yeah. you know, right?
1: Indeed. And... You're absolutely right. Because right. I've noticed and, it with me. You know, it's like, oh, you got to be careful of the neighbor. Or who's that guy that moved in down the street? Or, you know, I want you to be in within eyesight of me. And, yeah. and they
0: have to get, you know, I mean, I, I walk to school. You know, I mean, there were when I went to high school. It was like three miles away, so I took a bus. But right. most of the time, I walked to school. It was like six, seven blocks away, right. and that was what every other kid was doing too. And now, parents wouldn't would never do that.
1: They drive them to school. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you hit it. That's that's right. really good. So if we use an example of you know, of you know, maybe that stems from this, sure.
0: Yeah, I, I also think social media, it's like you're hearing the, you're reading the inner thoughts of people that they post online because, you know, it's like they're behind that anonymity of being behind the screen. But do, you they, know?
1: Post, do they post their most intimate thoughts? I don't think they do. I don't think that they share their most intimate thoughts online.
0: Well, Maybe. Here's here's what I think happens in that age group is they'll say, I think this person is a jerk because blah, 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 blah. And they would have never said it to somebody's face, right. you know, right? And they're a lot more critical. direct in, and critical in social media because no, they're no, behind the screen, yep. you know. There's no one there to punch them in the nose for right. saying or, it. You know.
1: Or call them or get in an argument or, you know, the, the it just, it's like stirring the pot, standing right. way far away, right?
0: Right, right. So I think those factors are why they would, you know, sort of mull and ponder too much, you know. So anyway, I think is- there's a
1: sense too of of you know that once they commit to it, um, where was I going with this thought? See, there's 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 action. I can do it all by myself. We we spoke to that a little bit earlier in the last right. chapter. I I can do this, and and but but I'm not going to take a risk unless I know for sure.
0: Right, and you never know for sure.
1: Exactly. So having that faith and trust, and knowing that you know, sometimes we have to fail forward. Mm-hmm. Some of, some of my biggest mistakes have been my best teachers.
0: Well, you know, they say you learn a lot more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Exactly. Right.
1: Fail forward is a great buzzword to throw in there, I think. You know, you just keep keep failing forward. Don't fail backwards. Keep going. I mean, there's always, there's two ways, there's two ways, well, I don't want to say that, there's two ways to skin a cat, but there's always two ways, you know, there's multiple ways to accomplish different things
0: to look at a problem, to come up with a solution to all those things. So anyway, good, good. Okay, talk about expend every bit of energy it takes. I mean, that does speak to moving energy that you kind of wanted me to add back in the chapter on intention. Uh, Talk um, more about that and how it relates to dedication.
1: You know, you really have to be committed to um, watching negative thoughts. You cannot allow negative thought to take over your thought processes. Um,
0: so, are you are you saying expend every bit of energy it takes to stay positive and upbeat and with the right mindset?
1: To be aware and to, and to, to be really focused on and pay attention to what it is that you're paying attention to. um and and here's something else that you know goes along with that idea is that I've always well not always, but um for quite some time now i've I've had it in my mind that look there's twenty four hours a day, and only eight of those I'm required to sleep and eight of eight so eight of those i I need to sleep and eight of those I'm focused on doing some kind of um activity that gives me subs- substance right mm-hmm. and then there's 8 hours for me to explore for me to um not be a couch potato but to maybe explore a business idea or or a hobby or um a venture of some type mm-hmm
0: I like that that's sort of like um splitting your life into into thirds, you know, sleep, work, exploration.
1: Right, right. Or right? education or or some something that provides you growth. So it it's real important, I think and this is something that I just picked up on again from Jack. It was real important for me every morning when I got up to read Something that was uplifting, or something that gave my brain some brain food that it chewed on all day long right mhm, so um, um something like a um a daily inspirational book, or there's many books out there, Alan Cohen has a great one it's three hundred and sixty five days with Alan Cohen or something, and every day it's it's a thought experiment or it's a um, a visualization of something inspiring, and I think that's you know, expending a little bit more energy, being dedicated and regimented to getting into a groove like that, that that, uh, that gives your brain something inspiring to mull over. Now, I could go through my whole day and not remember what I read, but you know that my subconscious was working on that thought or that idea.
0: Sure. And when your subconscious is working on that thought or idea, uh, it might go dormant for a while, but then it, you might find yourself sort of implementing it and almost going, where did that come from?
1: Exactly. They call right? that out of the blue. And we don't know where that blue place is, but <laughs> that's where those things come from. But you got to plant the seeds. You, 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 You know, you have to give... You have to... So there's a commitment in, in expending energy to not thinking thoughtless things.
0: Not thinking thoughts of things. Thoughtless. Thoughtless things. Okay. What would be an example of thoughtless things?
1: Oh, um, um, things like, I wonder what that person would do if, that dog bit him, or, or, um, um, how can, I... our mind is entertained all day long with all kinds of misdirecting thoughts, or just
0: sort of hypotheticals and worry and stuff of that nature. Exactly. Is that what
1: you mean? So... 99% of of my problems are created in my mind and they're not even real. I I couldn't Hi. even I couldn't even put them in a paper bag and throw them in a campfire. Now, when the coffee pot won't turn on or my shoelace breaks, those are problems that I can deal with at any given minute. But thinking Thoughtless thoughts about what she might think if I did this or told that person that, and then if she went around and found that out. I mean, our minds can be boggled with thoughtless thoughts. Mm -hmm. So committing to paying attention to what it is that we're paying attention to really begins to provide a change in our thinking and especially when we're thinking negative thoughts or thoughtless things.
0: Thoughtless things, gossip things, worry things.
1: Worry fears.
0: Hypothetical things, thing. fear things. Okay. We got it. We got it. Okay. All right. So, um the next thing you have down here on the uh chapter subheadings is it says committing to relationships. And then the word accomplishing,
1: yeah, what were we thinking there <laughs> <just
0: kidding>. I, <laughs> I don't know no.
1: um, well i think I think that if you're going to be in a relationship with someone that there's a commitment there's there's you know i I hear so many stories about guys you know dating different women, I I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could set myself in so many directions and not be focused on one person and loving and caring about that person and getting to know that person. Now, if it comes to the point where this might not be it, you know, coming to some kind of resolution, um, but staying in something that's unhealthy... Ponders it just clouds our mind with more of 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 thoughtless thoughts about what it would be like to not be around that person or something like that.
0: you know one of the things that i've learned over the years you know i've been married divorced, married, divorced, and now married you <laughs> know it's a good thing now right is that Relationships, whether they're you know romantic relationships or even work relationships or friendships, you know it's kind of like holding up that mirror to who you are yeah. and what annoys you in the other person. And I think Probably you said this a couple do, weeks right. ago. You know, like what annoys you in the other person is what annoys you about yourself. Exactly. You know? So when you talk about dedication and commitment. Um, maybe talk for a minute or two about the growth, personal growth, that can occur in relationships um, by dealing with that reflection in the mirror.
1: Yeah, I think that... See, because we wouldn't wouldn't know betrayal. We wouldn't understand betrayal unless we've betrayed somebody or we've been betrayed, right? So we wouldn't have that understanding... So, when we notice that something irks us about another person, you know that's because we've had that experience or that thought in ourselves, the otherwise we wouldn't know how to recognize it so especially when we're around other people it's it's a learning experience that we get to see we get to we get some insight on what it is that perturbs us what it is that we like. So young people that get hooked up early and, you know, after six months of being with somebody and then they're getting married, you have no idea who that person is. You have no idea what's going to happen. People grow all the time. And that person could totally grow into grow away from you or grow into something that is not compatible with you.
0: And you could grow into something totally different. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm just going to use one example, which would be spirituality. You know, you could, um, or a person, anybody, not just you, but a person could enter a relationship and, you know, they're a good person, but they're not necessarily spiritual or religious or whatever, you know, and then something happens in their life. they read a book or they go to a seminar or they do something, and they get on their path and they start exploring and they start connecting with spirit and praying and meditating and the other person just just isn't on the same page with them
1: right you know right but there's a there's something that you have to, so you you have to realize too that you cannot change another person and one of the one of the one of the most destructive things that we can do as humans is interfere with another person's growth so in in relationships it's 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 not about telling that person how they're going to be or what you would like them to be it's about who are you and is this something that i want in my life and if it doesn't fit anymore then move on
0: Right. I think women are worse when it comes to trying to change their partner, boyfriend, husband than men are when it comes to trying to change their girlfriend or wife.
1: It goes both ways. So men marry women hoping they won't change and women marry men hoping they will.
0: Well, women marry men's potential you know, which means I think he's going to become
1: this. Oh, wow. I've never heard it that way. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a cute joke I heard a number of years ago, this uh, well-to-do couple, they're driving down the highway and they decide to pull off for gas and it's in Oregon. So the uh, the guy comes out to pump the gas while um, while the husband of this wealthy couple, you know, goes into the little store to buy some newspaper or whatever he goes in Dubai and the woman is having this sort of animated conversation with the guy pumping the gas right and then you know they say goodbye and they drive off and the husband says well what was all that about and she says "Um, uh, I used to date him in high school and the husband goes wow well aren't you glad you married me a CEO instead and she said, honey, if I had married him, he would be the CEO and you'd be the one pumping the gas.
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: <laughs>
1: Something I've always said is that if, for every successful man, and if you look all throughout history, uh, presidents especially and other people, there's a woman behind the scenes kicking his ass. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: But something I... else that we should t- maybe speak to about commitment is is our commitment our commitment to understanding our spiritual life or our spiritual nature yep and 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 our connection with that
0: let's and, talk about it
1: and understanding that that's where our inspiration comes from. That's where our power comes from. Um, And us by ourselves will never be successful. We'll, We'll be successful, but we'll run out of gas. And we really have to be committed to understanding our spirituality and our spiritual essence and what it is that we're spiritual about, I guess. It, it, I not I, not I guess I know. Um,
0: and what do you think it takes to be dedicated to that?
1: A good awareness of okay. of nature and our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really stepping back and realizing this is a big one, and just realizing how. Big the universe is.
0: And how do you feel that realization of how big the universe is helps us to connect with that spiritual nature where our inspiration and power stems from?
1: Because there has to be an overall intelligence guiding and creating it all. Organizing it and keeping it organized, even though it's organized chaos, it, it, it is a life and death cycle. Um, but just the, the 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 things that have to come in alignment to make living things is is um, there. It's too big. It's huge. And understanding that everything is connected and it's all created out of the same stuff and it's energy
0: it's bad stuff
1: it's energy and it it, it 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 it's what we get energy from our sun it, it gives us just by it burning gives us the energy we need to sustain ourselves so us by ourselves can do nothing i mean that's a big word but it in in context we need to be connected to that which gives us power, that which gives us life, that which gives us inspiration.
0: Hence the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Right. Um, how do you stay dedicated and committed when to your path and spirituality and seeing how big the universe is when it seems like there's so many bad things happening in the world.
1: An understanding that there is an overall plan. And we may not know, that there's a gift in everything, has really helped me. There's a gift in everything. And all we have to do is be open to receiving that gift and understanding. Now we may not realize it at that moment, but it will come. And you, you really have to have faith and trust in that. And and to realize we're not in control. I think a lot of, a lot of the the young people, you, they're out of control. They need to get out of control so much. Um, in uh, in understanding that they they there's just things that you cannot control. As much as you'd like to be able to control it, there's you just there's no way you can. Right. So things are going to happen. There's a there's a natural course and in in order you know science tells us today if a butterfly flaps its wings in San Francisco it affects the weather in China.
0: Right. The butterfly effect.
1: Yeah. There is a multitude of things going on to make way for other things. So, why is there good and there's evil? Well, they're just a differing degree of the same thing, basically, and there has to be some kind of balance. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Right. So, if it were a perfect world, there would be no reason for us to be here.
0: So, if we were to look at, you know, sort of an old-fashioned scale like the scales of justice, or a, sort of a teeter-totter that kids would, you know, crawl on at the at the park or something like this, you know, if it's in balance, we're looking at there's negative influences on one side and there's positive influences on the other side, and it's balancing out.
1: Right.
0: Do you think it's the same balance today that it was maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago? Well, I think nature has
1: to keep things in balance. She's always working to keep things in balance. Uh, Her reaction to us on this planet is to try and keep things in balance You know, we're part of this planet and we're evolving with it. But as we put carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and as we do these things, it's working to counteract that or to eliminate it so that it can get back into balance.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> Heavy duty. No.
0: Well, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's meaty stuff, you know. Yeah. And And, you know, I just want to make sure in my questioning that I we kind of, you know, you don't want to go over the bend, but on right. the other hand, you want to explore things to the point that when you receive this chapter, you know, when it's finished, yeah. it's... Um, you know, it, it makes sense it's sure. and it's clear, and we're, we're on track with it. I you hope know?
1: over the next week to get ahead of you a little bit in working with the TOC so that we can, so it flows a little better. But so far, it's worked pretty good. I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: And I've been reviewing a lot so. of Jack's stuff. Oh, my gosh, Denise, I am just... I, 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 I'm I just realizing why I was so in love with that man. And, and you know, I've been trying to connect to him to, uh, every night to, to get him to flow through me in part of this process. So I hope to see more of that.
0: You know, attract his spirit to you.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I did a show here not too long ago, and I've always believed that. But we can, you know, we can communicate with past spirits or that past energy. Oh, totally. And, totally. and let that energy flow through us. And you know, Jack had such a great message and um even even as I listen to him now I hear his voice and I think, Wow, that's what a voice see part of his presentation and part of his part of his essence was that voice projecting those thoughts and ideas to his audiences.
0: Yours is not too shabby. He had a pretty good voice.
1: Yeah. So. Well and, and, and so in, in gathering all of this up that, that, then I'm realizing, well, that's the gift. And, and, you know, just not that I want to copy Jack, but I just, you know, if, if his essence would flow through me a little bit, then it would just make it all the much better.
0: I don't think I've ever been able to sort of control and sort of pull someone's spirit to me, but I know that I have been visited by spirits. You know, um, we had a neighbor Um, that lived next door to us. And he and Ernie were good friends and they would watch football games together and he would come over early in the morning with his cup of coffee and borrow a cup of sugar. I mean, it was like this 1950s kind of friendship, you know. And he passed away. Um, That was 10 years ago now, 10 years ago in May. Anyway, very, very sudden, just, you know, dropped on the sidewalk of a heart attack. And anyway, about couple months, we went to the funeral in LA and everything and maybe a month or so after he passed away it was like I felt some someone or something p- touching my shoulder right. you know and it was him it was his spirit oh. and he said would you please tell Ernie that I just had a blast
1: <laughs>
0: hanging out with him right you know and so I said okay
1: no problem sure you know? Yeah, I just it a- and
0: I thought if I don't do it right now, I'm either gonna forget it by morning or I'm gonna like lose my guts to say something, right? right.
1: You know.
0: So I woke Ernie up and I told him right then. Wow. That's
1: cool, stuff.
0: Yeah, pretty amazing. So anyway, so I've had little things like that happen where someone came to me. You know, and it's almost always like three, four o'clock in the morning, you know. Right. They say that's when we're like most vulnerable and open to it. And so that's when you say um, this idea of the universe being so huge, right? Right. You know, it's like, yes, we can look at, you know, the universe like the Hubble Space Telescope that's way, way out there in this massive universe, but I also look at it from the standpoint did you ever see the movie what the bleep do we know i have It was like kind of a kind of sort of a documentary and it talks about how um you know our thoughts create a reality which is all stuff right. that we're talking about here right. you know and, and uh, the idea that we can be in one place at one time and we can literally, you know, quantum theory says we can be another place at the exactly the same time. Right. And I look at that as another dimension of how big our universe is. Yeah. It's like anything is possible. What's you know? even
1: more amazing, if, if you took a minute, and I don't know, maybe we could put pictures in this book and, and describe that a little bit, but what really blew me away is now they have pictures of the universe Big, I mean, huge. And when you look at this picture, an inch in it is billions of light years across, right? Right. And when you look at the structure of it, it hit me as something I'd seen before. And what it was was pictures of neurons in a brain. Oh, wow. And you can search you can search for pictures of the universe in a big you'll see exactly what I mean there's just these little strands and then there's just these clusters of of galaxies these these aren't clusters of stars these are clusters of galaxies with these threads coming off of them and of galaxies in between these clusters and it looks i you you say the same thing it looks like a picture of neurons in a brain
0: wow that's fascinating
1: so when you grab that visual you just realize that 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 as a whole is the brain that we are such a minuscule part of and how much how much better it would be if, if we were really connected to that and were able to um, just be super connected to that and then all that inspiration and intuition and everything would just flow
0: yeah yeah very cool let's talk a little bit about um don't quit stay the course
1: um stay true that's
0: dedication and commitment certainly
1: sure and and just um stay true yep stay true ask yourself if this is it if it's not it if it's not it then you know, but your knower will know, and you'll know if this is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't ponder on it. Look for the next indicated thing.
0: Almost like you're skipping, you know, from one destination to the next.
1: Right. Right. I mean, I, I've I've taken on many ventures. Um, especially the electric car in 2008, when the electric car just was starting to get popular, I thought, man, I got to have a distributorship. They were building electric cars in California. Um, this was going to be the next big thing. I I, I got a business license. Um, we have a main road where in the 50s and 60s that was where all the automobile ship, all the auto, automobile dealers were on this road, and it's called Ever Evergreen Way. Mm-hmm. and so I, I, I got this business name of Everett Green Motors Evergreen Motors, Everett Green Motors Green being green because they're electric and everything mm-hmm. was just falling into place I was going to send a guy to California who's was going to be trained on these vehicles I was going to get a couple of them and just get started with this and then the stock market crash of 2008 happened and I looked up, and I looked around and Nothing was happening. No money was flowing. Um, Things were just really kind of up in the air. And I asked, is this it? Is this not it? And it's like, this is not it. This is not the time. And I knew right then and there. And it's taken, you know, it's taken another seven or eight years for it to get back up to where it was going to be before that happened.
0: Do you think it might be it again? It might be what? Do you think it might be it again like maybe just the timing was off maybe it wasn't the idea that was off maybe just the timing
1: I do although at this point in time other things are it
0: okay okay
1: but there Uh there you go your description of you know just kind of hops just kind of skipping yeah I think it's a real possibility but you know things have aligned in a different direction and when it wasn't it anymore I moved on
0: Okay, good, good. Um, I want to go back to uh, relationships just for a minute before we wrap up with uh, failure as a tool of learning, which you've already brought up briefly. But at any rate, um, when I met Ernie, I said I'm not going to change anything about this person. Mm -hmm. Um, But if there's something that's a deal breaker, I'm going to be willing to say, okay, it's done. It's a deal breaker,
1: right? You You would So here's the key. You wouldn't know these things if you hadn't been in two other relationships.
0: That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So at any rate, um, you know, um, of course, there were a few weird habits here and there, you know. You know, I mean, the kind of thing like leaving the socks on the floor or whatever, you know. I mean, you didn't leave socks on the floor, but just little kinds of things like that. But I went, is it a deal breaker or can I live with it? "Eh, I can live with it. Okay, something else. Is it a deal breaker or can I live with it? Eh, I can live with that.
1: But here's here's the other thing that does when you ask that question is, is that it doesn't fester. Right? It brings right. it out into the open and then you actually choose or you decide. And then it makes it much easier. If you hadn't had addressed it in that way, it would have been a festering boil that would have exploded eventually if you had not have addressed it in that way?
0: Well, where I was going with that is because I learned to accept who he is and say, eh, I can live with it. Right? Right. Um, I believe that's how we develop unconditional love. When we say we love a person but all we want to do is make changes, that's not love in my mind. That's, you know, in love with his potential or something like that.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if this thought would be a good place in here. So A Course in Miracles teaches that there's only two ways that people interact with me. Only two. It's either love or a call for love. And when it's a call for love, that's when I need to be aware of it and give that love. When it is love, I need to just receive it and maybe return it. But when it's a call for love, so when somebody picks a fight or somebody gets in your face or somebody kind of perturbs you in a a, a way that you find upsetting or you feel yourself reacting, if that's a call for love, that's when you switch it. This was huge for me when I understood this, especially dealing with customers. And you know, if you're dealing my customer base is probably three three or four thousand deep. You know there's gotta be a couple of irate ones in there every once in a while. And sure. when I started to practice this with those particular individuals, it it was just amazing how it diffused the situation.
0: Well, it's very zen it's like no resistance instead you're giving them love right right
1: it's a big deal okay,
0: okay. so as we're wrapping up you did speak a little bit about failure is a tool of learning um, maybe you one. want to expand on that a little bit
1: i think that well we've we've talked about it fail forward um some of my best teachers have been failures um, um and like you said, you know, you you made a great comment that we learn more from our defeats than we do from our successes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's certainly,
1: hard. see, we don't get to know how we don't want to be until we get there.
0: We don't want to know how we don't want to be until we, we get there.
1: We don't know how we don't want to be. We don't know how we don't want to be until we get there. We
0: get there. Got it.
1: And the only way you're going to get there is to take risk. And if that risk develops into a failure, then you know that's not something that you want to do.
0: Right. Right.
1: And it's the same in relationships too. How can we? How can we not get experience? About who it is that we want to spend our lives with, if we don't have a couple. (laughs) Sure,
0: (laughs) sure. Good, good point. Good point. Any closing thoughts on the idea of dedication and commitment?
1: Um, you know, it takes diligence. It takes you really have to find. You really have to incorporate regimentation into your life, and, Mm and and be organized. Clutter is a huge one. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that. Uh,
0: What's the big one? Clutter. Clutter.
1: It is so energy draining, and I'm an expert at it. <laughs> are
0: you? Are you? I, as I get older, I become more and more well-organized.
1: Right, because you've you know? learned that it's frustrating to look at clutter and to dig through clutter when you know you have something and you can't find it.
0: Right. Right. But I also think it like it slows slows us down energetically. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, some people also say it gives us an excuse for failure. It's You know, because we spend so much time dealing with stuff and clutter. Right. So, anyway, just a thought. So, yep. all righty. Well, this has been a good call. Am right. I cutting you off? Was there something else you wanted to say?
1: Nope. I, okay. think, I think we're good. We we crammed a lot into this one, and I'll I'll be eagerly anxious to see how you weave it all together. It's just amazing. Yeah, I, I'll, what, I'll, I'll be I, I'll
0: be interested to see how I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like so freaked out. What am I going to do with this one? And then somehow I say, "Okay, God, help me out." How many? <laughs> you know?
1: Well, and that's awesome that you do that because that's where it, I Denise, I have to think that's where it comes from. I mean, it's my connection to source, your connection to source, my thoughts and ideas and you're connecting and it's just flowing and How many how many what's the most what's the most amount of clients you've worked at the same time?
0: What do you mean as far as um book writing?
1: Yeah. Four at one time.
0: Yeah, that meant I was I was turning out four chapters a week. Yeah, you know, and you know, I mean, all of them different. That's 60 pages Every book 80. different.
1: Yeah, that's that's just amazing. I'm like, I, okay,
0: God, I need you now. <laughs> yeah, how can you
1: not do that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, All righty. Well, so let's cool. take two weeks. Two weeks from today. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, good. All right, listen, enjoy Las Vegas. I'm really sorry I'm going to miss you. But at any rate,
1: you know, I know you'll be busy, so. Yep. Okay. All right, take care. You have fun too on your vacation.
0: Thanks, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll (laughs) talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay. All right, Uh, bye-bye. Plus.